wanted to take a second and recognize my sponsors this week. You know, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage as Edge and List Group. That's a mouthful. It is. But guess what? It's a great opportunity. You know, you can build a big Amazon business. You don't need a lot of capital when you start. I mean, we all started, you know, well, most of us started selling books. And then you move into retail arbitrage. That is the place that you can turn your money the fastest in online arbitrage. And so by having that skill set, by learning those skill sets, you can get the best bang for your buck. And so Gay's group will help you learn online arbitrage. It's it's more than just a list service. They're going to give you a whole bunch of actionable inventory every single day, right? Monday through Friday. However, there's also a mentorship that goes on. And that mentorship is so important because sometimes it's great to know what to buy, but it's more important to understand why to buy it. Yeah, it's that you know, learning to fish or just getting fed. You know, you really want to learn because ultimately you want to strike it on your own. And this is a great way to do it. So how about seven days free trial? How about a free trial? Right. Very, very cool. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash is a mouthful. The word momentum. You got to use a hyphen and you put in the word arbitrage. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum dash arbitrage. And you're going to get a free trial in Gay's group. You got to tell her I sent you, right? I'll also have the link in the episode. But it's such a great opportunity. She is amazing, amazing. I'm in that group, so you'll see me there. An amazing, amazing person who's there to answer your questions, who's there to help lead you and help guide you. And that's what Gay does. She does it every single day. The testimonials are real. Go take a look. You will be blown away. And again, it's a free trial. I have the link on this episode. Reach in. You know, Seller Labs, uh, Jeff Cohen and the team, they have blown me away with this scope project. We use this all the time for our business. We do a lot of uh, private label. We also do a lot of wholesale and wholesale bundles, you know, or multi-packs, that kind of thing, which a lot of people do. But we use um, scope to help us figure out what are the keywords. And so it's really simple. You basically figure out where you're going to sell, what you're going to sell, what category, find that like product, find the top couple sellers, and find their keywords. Boom, magic, there you go. You copy the best because it's working. And guess what? That's a proof of concept, and Scope allows you to do that. So it's sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word momentum, and you're going to get couple days free trial and you're going to save a little bit of money and you're going to get some free keywords it's worth every penny i'm in that group come and check me out sellerlabs.com forward slash scope again use the word momentum solutions for e-commerce karen locker great 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 group i've been using them for a long time I guess it's over two years and I'm in there and I pay just like everybody else. Yes, she's a sponsor of my show, but she makes me pay and I got the same $50 discount that you can get. Oh, by the way, you're going to get that through my link and my link only. Oh, and you're also going to get the free inventory health analysis. Great way to start 2018. Get your inventory in line and Karen will help you do that. We use them for everything. I mean, basically, uh, you know, long-term storage fees coming up. Guess what? She'll evaluate, she'll make some recommendations, and I'll say, yep, check, 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 take these out, this, return, blah, 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 and magically it's done. I love it, love it, love it. I love the fact that they take and get rid of stranded inventory for me. I see it in there, and then next time I go in and it's gone. Love it, love it, love it. Got an IP infringement? She's going to help you work your way through that. This is the kind of service that you get from Karen Locker. That's solutions for the number four e-commerce solutions for e-commerce.com forward slash momentum right so you got a forward slash momentum and you're going to save fifty dollars a month 600 bucks a year by just clicking that link she pays me i don't want to hide that i never do i'm always upfront about that but it doesn't cost you anything additional and you're going to get that inventory health report the only way you get that is through my link solutions the number four e-commerce.com forward slash Momentum. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 287, Teresa Rose. 
Man, oh man, I am pumped, pumped, pumped. Her enthusiasm got me enthusiastic. Have you ever had a teacher? Yeah, I'm letting it out that she was a teacher. Um, and we, I get to that in the, a little while. It, it like opened up for me. But you remember those teachers that just you got pumped from. They just taught you so much because they, you just saw it. They had it. They believed it. You would follow them off the cliff like a lemming. She's one. And man, I'd follow her anywhere. What an inspiration. And her connection, her going full circle in her life, I think there's so many of us that are not willing to look back because they're trying to get away from something or they don't only think of the negative parts of their life that got them to where they are. Yet those challenges, you could go back and fix with the new skill sets you've learned and then you have a business. Um, also, I, I really, really appreciate her creating a backup plan, multiple streams, and um, the discussion gets really interesting. I, I just think it's so powerful, um, and it's such a great point in time in this world uh, with all these changes going on in a positive way. These changes can be very positive for you. It depends on how you look at them. Let's get into the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. Very excited about today's guest. Um a multifaceted, which I always appreciate, somebody who's doing a whole bunch of things, um, A, because she's a woman, she can, us guys are one directional, they can multitask, it's a skill set I wish I had, but it's also makes it cool, I think it makes it fun, you don't get stale or stagnant, um, Teresa Rose, welcome Teresa. Hey, it's great to be here. I think that's um, a true statement, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's true. You yeah, can multitask yeah. where I'm like, I drive the same um, way to work every day. Well, I don't know about, I don't know. I, I shouldn't say that I'm, I mean, I can multitask, but am I good at it? Oh, that's no, a good point. I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm good at it because I'm not sure that I believe in the whole thing of multitasking and being able to do it well. Um, so, you know, I, I will take on different projects and do experiments and testing, but then I learn really fast that, um, if I don't have a plan of action to keep executing in that direction and stay focused on something, then something's going to fall apart and get neglected. Is that an experience so. issue that you've learned, uh, over time that, uh, you used to not be that way or were you always that way? Well, this is what happens when you start experimenting and you figure out, more ways of making income hmm. and you see wow this is working okay well now you've got one more thing to work on because you saw some really successful results so the issue is is your time how are you going to leverage your time because you're now having to split it across more than one stream that you are developing and trying to get that to grow but you need to really get a system in place of how am I going to keep working on that and not let it fall through the cracks. And that, that I think is a struggle for every, every single person. I don't, I don't care what gender you are or how, what your age is. That is a difficulty that we all have. And that's just, let's get um, one stream going, focus on it, try and get that one down well to where you are putting it in management mode or you're hiring some help to to keep managing it for you while you go on and you build another one. So multiple streams of income is definitely what everyone needs to do. But I think the issue is how do you tackle it and be able to do it well without letting something fall through the cracks? I like what you said about management mo mode. Management mode. Ooh, I'd say that fast a few times. So let's walk uh, through that. Let's unpack that a little bit. So you know, startup is exciting or planning, you know, thinking it through. You never put risk in the model. It's me, Steve, talking. Never put risk in the model. It's going to be upside only. It's going to be awesome. And then it happens and things are working. And this, what, what you thought it was going to be generally isn't what it's going to be. But you hit a kind of a stride, right? You get to that place. How do you get that management mode? Is it, is it documentation for you? Is it process streamlining? Is it, you know, all the above? I mean, what, what do you do? Well, what I've learned to do is just, you know, paper, pencil. I, th yeah. I think we have to, we have to keep things simple and go back to the basics and just get a, get a piece of paper and start writing down all of your income streams and take, take account of it every single month. So that you can see what's happening or not happening and you can keep up on, okay, where is all of my streams of income coming from? Because sometimes you get carried away and you want to start chasing the next shiny object. You might see success at it, but then if you don't have a plan of action to execute it, 
then that dollar amount might go down lower or um, may not happen, or maybe it's going higher and you didn't realize it. So you really don't know what's going on in your business. You may not be able to sit and wait for your bookkeeper to update the books every single month or quarter or um, every six months, whatever it is that you have worked out with your bookkeeper. So instead, you need to have a general idea every single month of what's happening with those streams of income. Now, I'm not talking about tracking expenses, but just just tracking your income streams, just doing that and seeing what is it that I'm doing that is bringing in money, what parts of it is bringing in more money than others, is there something that I can do with that to keep that rolling? And then when you see another stream happen after your testing results, now you can put a plan of action of how do I now start to hit that and get that rolling. So when you put something in management mode, what I mean is that um, you, you've done the hard work to get it going, to get the ball rolling, but in order to keep that ball rolling to build momentum, you are either going to have to um, set aside time weekly, monthly, whatever it is, get it on your calendar, or you need to hire a VA. Hmm. You need to hire someone else that can take over that, that part for you and be able to keep it in management mode for you. Then you can continue to check on it to see if it's still growing or not. If it's not growing, then you need there's a change that needs to happen. So you've got to you got to keep track of stuff somehow to know where you need to make adjustments. And I think the key there is we all are going to have to make adjustments in the business. Hmm. It's not something where you just set it and forget it. You're going to have to make an adjustment somewhere. Let's talk about different things because you have um, you have multiple streams, right? So you're an FBA seller, you're a merch seller, you're on more than one um, um, marketplace. Uh, you coach. Uh, then you have some other courses, and then you also have the Pinterest thing, which I'm interested in. But you know, when you look at each one, uh, you know, I guess merch would be probably easier to set it and forget it kind of thing, right? To to manage from afar, um, arm's length, right? Unless you're a designer that has to create everything, you can outsource that function. Or if you are, you could still create and outsource the function to upload and stuff like that. What what approach have you taken with that? And then I'm going to go to FBA, which I'm more interested in because of the changes recently. So let's let's just walk each one through. What what's an example of what you've been able to do with merch? Okay, well, with merch by Amazon, that's a little bit trickier because you still probably I don't know. I really hesitate to allow someone else to log into my account. Hmm. There's been some issues that have happened over the last two months with some very big sellers having their accounts suspended temporarily. They're trying to get clarity as to what the problem was. One possible problem was they allowed someone else to log into their account, a virtual assistant. And so there's a different IP address that's being detected. And that has, you know, caused a little bit of issues. It's still unclear as to if that was a reason for the suspension or was it something else? But you're not um, taking a chance. That's a risk, right? right. You're saying, become, I don't want that risk. Yeah. Yeah. What we've noticed in the last couple of months there is that merch by Amazon, Amazon is getting a little bit pickier now, a little bit pickier about who's logging in and out of your account. So I would, I would be careful there with that. Um, so I, I do not allow anyone to log into my account as far as merch by Amazon. I truly do have to do those uploads at this point mm -hmm. and continue that myself, which means what I do is I, I go and I mostly purchase the designs and that's the part that I outsource is the designs and um, the initial uh, keywords. That is what I outsource because it makes it go a lot faster and upload it into my account. So that part, I really do have to um, tackle it and do so much every day. A lot of people want to get their full uploads, but there does get to be a point when you get into the higher tiers where it's very, very hard. It will take several hours a day to do your maximum uploads. I think what would be better is if you would set aside a certain block of time every day, and it doesn't matter if you max out your full uploads or not, you get something done. You max out your time, right? So yes. if you said 30 minutes, you make it a real 30 minutes. Get right. done what you get done and then move on. Hmm. Just stay like really that. focused, set the timer, stay focused during that time. Do not, do not look at Facebook or any social media. Hmm. Do not look at your phone. Don't accept calls. Don't check your email. <laughs> All those things I'm doing. And I'm sitting there saying, all right, check, done, check. Or I'm guilty. Guilt. Man, you're making me uh, shrink a little bit in my chair. <laughs> yeah. 
And if you just do that and managing yourself in time and you set your timer and say 30 minutes or one hour, whatever it is that you can handle, I'm going to just do this and focus. You'll probably get a lot more done yeah. and do it very, very well. well. I think that's the point. You're going to do it better. You're going to do it right. You're going to do it well. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a, right. because otherwise you're rushing. And then when they don't sell and then they fall off, you're like, and especially if you're buying them, that's expensive. Right. Right. I mean, that costs money. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. So it's kind of a, you know, one part of it is we do have to, to maintain, you know, manage ourselves. I don't care if you hire help or not, you still need to manage yourself because there's still some things that you do have to do. Um, and, and you can't necessarily outsource that to someone else, at least in the moment. So if you learn how to manage yourself well, you'll get a lot more done in less time. And then what you do is you take that, you see how it's working for you. You take that concept and you train your VA to do the same thing. And so how did you how did you go about training them? Because I've, I've heard of a lot of different methods. They have a private Facebook group where they keep videos or they do a video screen or they screen share, that kind of thing. Did you have a different approach? Sure. You could do all of those things. I create videos. Okay. And if they are struggling and having a hard time, then I'll do a Zoom conference call and we'll do a live training. And I can actually have them uh, do the work and I talk them through it, have them practice in front of me. And that's using oh. Zoom, you say? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, so Zoom allows yep. that. That's a really good idea. Yeah, because we can have that face-to-face -face interaction, which is really important, you know, because you need to build that relationship with the person. Is that a different relationship? That's a good point because most people, you know, I think of the VAs that I've had, I don't think I've, I might have seen a picture of them, maybe, uh, a still picture, but I've never been on a video conference call with them. Oh, Has yeah. that changed the game for you? Yeah, because I don't think of them as someone off in the distance as though they're not a real person. You need to build a relationship with them. The stronger you build a relationship with them, the better and easier it is to work together. You are a team. Right. You are a team. You cannot think of yourself as um, someone who is... I don't know. I, I guess you need to humble yourself. Let's yeah. just say that. Have some humility and, and understand that you are a human being. They're a human being. You're, you are the same. You are the same. And you are united together because you want to create some goals, some goals, some things that everybody wants to achieve as a team. And, and think of it that way. So you, the communication is really, really important. Um, if you are doing a Zoom conference call, what I do before I hire is I do that with an interview first. So when I select who it is that I want to start interviewing, I do have them do a Zoom conference call with me where we can talk face-to-face -face as their interview. It helps me to get to know them and they can get to know me. And we find a little bit more about each other's backgrounds. We can find some common things that we can relate on. Um, and it really helps you to develop and build that relationship there. So the stronger relationship that you have, the easier it is to work together and whoever is working for you, they have more motivation to keep working for you, more incentive. They feel like they belong. Well, let me ask and you a question about that. that. Yeah. Let me ask you a question about that because I, I think it's a good point. I think, you know, and I, you know, I'm guilty of it. I think we're, I don't want to gloss this over because I think this is, you get a lot more from somebody who's much more invested with you, right? Because that's what you're saying is that if you spend this additional time up front and then you continue to develop it over time, you're going to get, they're going to care more. Maybe that's the right way to say it. And yes. therefore you should get better work. So that to me sounds like a, a pro tip is to invest in those relationships you already have, kind of like your vendors, right? Common sense. Go back and invest in those relations. You already have that relationship, right? And so I think this is something that, you know, probably gets away as you scale and as you get mm -hmm. bigger and you add more people. And I think that's an important point. So go back and spend the time with them, even if you haven't yet, Stop today, go out and create a video or a, uh, set up a, a video chat. Even a Skype call would work too. Mm -hmm. Just something to deepen that relation. I think that's a really yeah. good tip. I think it's really strong. I like yeah. it. Yeah. And it's easy for that relationship to, um, I guess, feel like there's a barrier there because you're hiding behind your computer and they're yeah. hiding behind their computer. And in the real world, you would be working and seeing each other face to face every so often. You would want to do that. You would want to check in and see how they're doing, show that you care about them as a person. And they're going to care about you as a person and care about the business and what the goals are. 
Um, but a sense of belonging is, is a basic need for, for each person. So for them, they feel like they belong to something. And I feel like I belong to something and, and we are working together and it makes everyone feel excited. Does that- it help with retention too? I mean, it, it, when you look back at the VAs that you've had over the years, you know, uh, the deeper the relationship, the longer term the relationship. I mean, it would seem intuitive yeah. that that would be make sense. Yeah, I think so. The first one um, that I hired, she was working for me 20 hours a week. And we just started there just to test and see how it will go. And I taught her some new skills, um, some things that she had never uh, really done very much before. And at first, you know, it took her a little extra time to do the work. And, and I gave her, you know, two weeks is about how much practice that she really needed doing this part-time. After that, she started getting faster and faster at it. I just noticed that over time. And so what happened was a couple weeks ago, she, after being with me for almost three months now, she said, well, you know, I told her after a certain period of time, we could probably go to full-time if she wanted more hours. It's up to her. If she wants more hours, she can take for up to 40 hours. And I will leave that as um, something that she can choose to do because she's already, uh, you know, proven how effective she is and and how hardworking she is and the results that she's that she is producing is amazing. So I said, if you want to go up to forty hours, let's let's do it. You just tell me. You just tell me what you want to do, or just put it down on your hours, and we're gonna do it. So she is. She's up to forty hours now, and just uh, a couple of days ago. She was already finished with a bunch of work. I mean, she keeps getting it done faster and faster. And uh, she messaged me and she said, "Um, I'm almost done with these already. Uh, Can you add more to the spreadsheet? And then she said, am I going too fast for you? (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was... Which I thought was funny, and she had a little smiley face. (laughs) She's now teaching you. Uh, The student is the teacher now, right? And I said that she's pretty, you know, I told her that she's doing great and I'll get some more stuff in there, no problem, for her ready to go. Um, and we'll get it we'll get it rolling here and start, you know, adding on. So what she's doing is she's making sure that I keep adding more work onto her plate actually before she finishes because she wants her hours. And That's she good. realizes that she's going faster and faster and faster. And I said, it's no problem. I just need to keep adding more to the spreadsheet. It'll get done. It'll it'll happen, and it only takes me a few minutes to do that. So I just basically stop everything and and do that. And she knows to alert me well in advance, um, so that when she's ready to sit down again and do work, she's got something ready to go. <clears throat> that way, we're not wasting time with she's ready to work, but there's nothing to work on on the spreadsheet. So she's really good at telling me in advance. Hey, I'm almost done. I've got six left. So can you do that? She'll tell me at the end of her work hour. So when she starts again, there's more lined up ready to go for her. So it's not a waste of her time either. Um, And she's able to claim something. So she's been pretty honest so far. And her work, she keeps getting better and better at it. So of course, she's going to start naturally going faster. So now I've got a new problem is I need to plan even more in advance and put it on my calendar every single week that I need to look at the spreadsheet, see where it's at, and I need to add to it every so often, even if it's just a few minutes per day, something, to make sure that the ball just keeps rolling and we, we don't have me as the problem in the, the bottleneck, <laughs> right? Which, which I'm sure you always were, right? If you look inward, yeah. right? You probably every step. So this brings up a good point, because I think a lot of people are intimidated by this, right? Is to give up control, to outsource anything. Isn't it real... I mean, this isn't going to be really going to be like, duh, Steve, of course. But isn't it really documenting your process, knowing all the touch points you have, and then really being honest and saying, you know, Steve, I know you like to do this, but really there's no additional value. Somebody else could do it. Therefore, that can go on the task, right? Because what Mm -hmm. you're describing is that you've got somebody who's accelerating and you want to keep her busy because if you don't, She's going to find somebody else who will, right? She's obviously right. got skills. And so by having that identification, I, mean, I, I think we're back to that whole thing is mapping all this stuff out and then having it ready saying, okay, these are the other six things that, in your, your example, your VA could do 
um, knowing that before you start? Because otherwise, I think it's it's haphazard. Does it take mm-hmm. away the fear? I mean, is that one of the things you coach people on? Is that does it take away the fear of outsourcing functions to because because you know what they are up front? Yeah, I don't. I had a lot of fear before doing this. I didn't know if the communication would be well enough for us to really truly work as a team and get get enough done. So that was a, the reason why I did the interview face to face over a Zoom is to get past that barrier. Did you use a service to so. find the person or did you just go up on um, Upworks or something? No, I did use, um, I use onlinejobs.ph okay. and I've had really good results there. Okay. Um, I get a lot of applicants, so it does take time. Every time that I post a job, there's a ton of people that apply for it. And nice. it takes a while to kind of go through and pick the ones you want to interview. Many times what I've been doing is hiring two at, two at a time um, so that if one isn't uh, working out so well or I've had situations where a week and a half would go by and they haven't done anything yet, then I know I need to get you know someone else lined up fast because that person, for whatever reason, I, d- I don't understand why they didn't want to get started right away. Um, but there's a certain point where I say, I really do need to have some work done here. I can't wait any longer. We've got we've to keep things moving forward. So I go ahead and I hire someone else. And then I give that person some uh, enough time to find out what's going on, and then I'll say, okay, we've got to end. We have to stop because and I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what we're not really um, benefiting from this either one of us. So that can be an issue um, sometimes. You're going to run into different things. I've got one VA that lost her internet access, uh, so she has stopped work in the last uh, couple weeks or so, and she apologized, told me what happened, and then said. Um, would I still be allowed to continue working for you once I get my internet back? And I said, you bet. You bet. Just jump right back in. And Because uh, life happens there too, right? Yeah, that's, she's, that's she's had a, a problem with getting her bills paid and she has a three-month-old child that she's trying to care for. There's a lot going on and the child's been very sick, a lot of medical bills that are piling up and that was a reason why she was trying to do, to do some, take on some, um, some extra work that she could do from home. Um, so she's and got, again, you know, that's, real, that's real good, life though. issues. Well, yeah, and, and that relationship, because you now have a connection with her a deeper mm-hmm. than just a, you know, a transactional relationship, you're more empathetic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so where's this come from? You know, I was thinking about that. As I'm sitting here listening to you, I mean, were you a teacher in any world? Uh, <laughs> what would you go to school for? What, 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 did, what were you going to be? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a teacher. Are you really? See, yeah. now look at that. I, I have no knowledge, yep. but it's just, I can hear that. Yeah, I've been a teacher for a lot of years, about 16 years. Um, so I've been teaching, I've, ta- I've taught in public schools, uh, tra- taught in some private settings, but mostly it's been private teaching. And I, I Private teaching, teacher. what does that yeah. mean? Oh, music, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I am sense. a music teacher, so I've done privately probably more so than the rest of it where I'm working one-on-one with people. And my goal is to help them achieve success in the short amount of, of time possible so that they hmm. can see results quickly and be more motivated and more encouraged. So that's been what I've done there for a lot of years is you're basically a coach. So then later on when I started this and then uh, became a coach, it, it's kind of the same thing really. Well, I could see why as... you and Gary Baird are so attracted yeah. to each other because, you know, <laughs> Gary, well, let's be, let's full disclosure <laughs> that Gary was your coach. Yeah. And now you coach with Gary, uh, under Gary, mm-hmm. with his team. Um, right. But I can see that. I mean, you guys would relate to each other. You probably finish each other's sentences. You probably all those things, right? And and it just, <laughs> I can see that building. Yeah. When you, when you started uh, selling for Amazon or selling on Amazon and those kind of things, was it? natural for you because of all the training you had because of the approach the the methodical you know is that did it just flow right in for you um not necessarily I mean I went through the same feelings as everyone else of all of a sudden you you have excitement and then suddenly overwhelmed because there's so much to Mm. learn there's a big learning curve there but what I do is I love to learn First of all, well, I so, think if you're thinking of like your students, like you're teaching somebody who's going to learn guitar, it's overwhelming, right? When yes. you start or whatever instrument, yes. I don't know, whatever. It's the same concept. Mm-hmm. And so you can relate. 
Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. And I know that I, I, I've gone through that so many times of the learning curve, but I don't try to avoid learning curves. I embrace them. And what I do is I just immerse myself in it to the point where I allow it to digest in my head. So I typically um, go through courses pretty fast and I've learned basically how to learn. And I don't know if that makes any sense Wait, to anybody. Well, yeah, hold on I've a learned, second. I've learned how to learn, and then I have taught others how to learn too. <laughs> well, when you said you – wait, so you blow through the course so you get the yeah. full scope of it, so yeah. you know how bad it's going to get, how how deep it gets, and then you go back and learn? I mean, do you not go necess- back, or can you just adapt that quickly by even not, accelerate it? Yeah, not necessarily. I, I never go through a whole course from beginning to end before I take action. Okay. Never. Okay. It would take me weeks before I would take any, any action, which is not something that, that I, you know, that wasn't even an option, um, in the situation that I was in of needing more income, that wasn't even an option. So I had to take action immediately. And what I would do is I would learn enough to my next step of what I need to do. Uh, okay. And I would stop there and I would immediately put it into action quickly and build upon that. And I would say, okay, what's my next thing? All right, put it into action, do it. Just do it, go, and then do the next thing. Do it, go. Don't don't wait until it makes sense to you in your head. You have to, you have to trust the process. You're not mm-hmm. always going to see the end. You can see the end and see, wow, okay. So I know it's been successful for people. That's all I need to know right now. If I if I know anything more, uh, then I'm all okay. all I'm gonna do is get paralyzed. So you you only need to focus on your next step. So if others can do it. Therefore, you can do it. Right. Period. Right. If you know that, right? I mean, if others similar to you can do it, other than being seven foot tall basketball players, right? That's different. In this scenario, you know, uh, we've seen the gamut that can sell on Amazon or eBay or whatever. And so, therefore, I fit in that gamut. I can do it. I just have to break it down into small steps. When you break it down into small steps, how far out are you looking? Is it a couple days? Is it a week? I mean, do you, how far do you plan? It depends on how fast you can get through the next step. So, hmm. you know, if you're looking at your next step, just do that. And then you, it won't take you very long to, to know what your next step is. Um, so you don't necessarily need to know your next step until you're there. And it gets faster, yeah. right? That's kind of a right. snowball effect, right? right? It, because when, what I have found, and it, tell me if this is you, is eventually I go back and I'm like, oh, that's why we did it that way. Now I get it, you know? And sometimes mm-hmm. it takes me, yeah. you know, two months later. I'm like, oh, you don't okay. need to, Yeah, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to understand everything in your head before you take action. You just need to learn to trust. Mm-hmm. And people put these courses together for a reason. You're going to understand the integrity of people before you take the course. You know, learn about that person a little bit. And their integrity, if they have good integrity, you know that you can trust and you can just trust the process. You don't need to know everything before you take a step and get started. Hmm. And that's hard for people because they want full control all the time. I'm a control freak. Just, just, be- just, believe, control freak. just believe that it's laid out in front of you and it will happen. You just need to take a step, one step at a time. That's it. Trust just, the process and expect results. Yes. That's it. Believe that it will it will happen. Hmm. And it will. So so you you've done well with merch and you've taken it to a couple different platforms, which is absolutely the smart move, right? You've already invested in getting this design created and the titles and then you can put it on other mm-hmm. uh, platforms, Redbubble, T Public, uh, all the different ones are out right. there. When, when it comes to FBA now, I'm thinking about FBA because there's been so many drastic changes. Um, they're accelerating. I've been a longtime seller, and the changes are getting faster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a technology issue, uh, clearly. Um, expansion is, is just rapidly happening. Um, how, do you, how do you go about that process of giving up control of some of that when – so much of it is changing because I don't care what it is. I mean, even if it's just outsourcing your prepping, there are mm-hmm. changes within that, that that affect you or can affect you or the steel tax thing now, if you import anything from China that has steel in it, this could impact you or these mm-hmm. long-term storage fees are absolutely going to impact you or fees going up in general or other sellers and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's mm-hmm. a, there's a lot, right? There's a lot of pieces. How do you handle that? Well, you don't focus on what's out of your control. You focus on what is in your control. 
you focus on what you can do. I don't focus on, I, I heard about the long-term storage fees, I, but that's happened several times in the past many years. So that's nothing new. But every time people make a mountain out of a molehill, basically. It's, the world's ending. I mean, yes. it is ending, right? They, I mean, every they, time. They take one little thing and they blow it up to be a big ordeal. Okay, now what you're doing is really hurting yourself. You are paralyzing yourself. You're making yourself stop in your tracks. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to participate. What I do instead is I focus, I say, yeah, okay, that happened. Sure. It happens everywhere. Not just Amazon, every marketplace, everything that you do, there's going to be fee increases. This is, this is just how it is in, in business. And what you do instead is you just adapt. You make a change, you adapt. That's it. That's it. Don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Just adapt and say, all right, no problem. If that means that I need to focus on finding products to sell with a, ha a higher average selling price that Ooh. take up less space inside of the warehouses that are lightweight to reduce down your fees, and I can sell it within 30 days to keep down the storage fees, that's what you do. You adapt. So in that scenario, you basically say, I'm not not selling. That's not an option. I'm just going to change to adapt because this is a better model. And right. if I'm going to put my effort and energy anywhere, I already know this side. There's mm -hmm. where my energy and effort goes as opposed yeah. to sitting here sucking my thumb in the corner worrying exactly. about everything. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's not an all or nothing thing of it's either got to be my way or no way. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, because then it's the highway, right? There's no chance. They're not going to, they don't, I mean, Jeff Bezos doesn't call Teresa. Tell right, me what you think. Right? Come on, tell yeah, me what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, like, and that's what I hear a lot from these other sellers. And I just want to say, well, you know, guess what? It's not all about you, you know? <laughs> well, I think your point is valid too. On every platform, I don't care what platform you sell on there are going to be changes because they're making changes for their long term concerns, right? We see what's yeah. going on with Toys R Us. Today, uh, this week has been announced, yeah. you know, and we know the UK has got problems, but now the US, it looks like they're going to completely liquidate. And just imagine, you and I are both old enough, we probably have known Toys R Us most of our whole life. Oh, yeah. And imagine if they don't exist. Mm -hmm. I mean, what fills that gap? Hopefully us. But I mean, I'm just saying is that that change, they have to adapt or die. In this case, they didn't. And for whatever, you know, I'm sure there's a myriad of things. Well, your business is the same, that, that, that Amazon is the same, that they have to adapt or die because their world is, we think of them and it's just Teresa and Amazon, right? We don't think of the 8,000 other parts uh, just in your town that are affecting them, right? Mm -hmm. And and so I think that that's a really, I think it's a, a, it's a good point that you've got to take a deep breath and sit back and say, okay, time to adjust. And you know what? Maybe that's, you know, back to my introduction of you is you've got your hand in so many different things. Is that what makes it fun still? I mean, because this could get, it could get challenging. Mm -hmm. Having your hand in all these different things, does that keep you interested? Oh, yeah. I, I'm a person where I need my mind challenged. That's my entertainment. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's not me. My so, so you, 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 but you like the, 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 the juggling, I mean, spinning of plates, it sounds like to me, because you got a whole bunch of things going on. You're running over here and doing this one and doing this one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's fun and fascinating and interesting. It's important for you to have more than one stream of income. Um, one, if, if something happens and one stream of income reduces down, you've got something else. You've got a backup plan. All right. So if one of them shuts down tomorrow, can you still survive okay? Are you going to be well, okay? Well, you've had, you've had, you oh. must have had clients that have called you saying, Teresa, my account was closed mm -hmm. or oh, my yeah. lost. I just, I just saw somebody else today oh, yeah. post something that they lost their number one wholesale account yep. because, and this is more prevalent today than ever. Mm -hmm. They are going with one or two Amazon sellers and they don't want the rest because of challenges. And mm -hmm. you can't blame them because it's hard to communicate and it's hard to do all those things, right? Hard to determine production needs and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. That stuff is going to happen outside of your control. Control, yep. no matter what and so having a b plan or in your case a c a d yep and an e plan <laughs> mm -hmm. it's important it is and within one of those streams of income you need to have a b a c a d and an e plan within that too they're called strategies Whoa. And you, you the most important part in your business is to sit down and think strategy 
Here's by revenue strategy. stream. Is that is yes. that what you do? So you take mm-hmm. each revenue stream mm-hmm. and say, okay, merch. We'll break that down and we'll say, okay, merch. We're gonna here's the pieces of everything that we're doing. We could outsource this. This I'm gonna keep control of. However, we have other channels. We can put that on, and then we can do this, and we can do variations, and blah blah blah. Okay, boom. Do you spend? I mean, is this an annual plan for you? Is it a monthly plan? I mean, to develop the initial plan, because I think most people haven't done this, right, to be fair. So let's give them real advice. How do mm-hmm. they bite that apple? Because it's it's pretty big, right. what you're on describing. A, on a regular basis, you need to think of strategy because that's how you adapt. And you're going to need to change your strategy on a regular basis. On each revenue stream. Yes, on every single revenue stream because something hmm. will change. Yep. Well, even even with outsourcing certain things, because things will change, right? If there's mm-hmm. something that happens to your VAs in the Philippines, what's your B plan, right? I mean, right. It, they do have typhoons and things like oh, yeah. that. And so yeah. what happens, right? What are you going to do? Right. Hmm. Exactly. You need to have all kinds of strategies in place. You're going to need to change your strategy. You can, if you uh, think you've got two strategies that you want to test, test them both. A and B split testing of these strategies. Let's see what happens. And we're going to streamline it. Now, this is where it's really important for you to have good communication with whoever is working with you on your team because you can streamline together. You may not, you don't understand what they're doing for why suddenly things are moving faster. And you might want to ask like, wow, that's amazing what you're doing. What's, what's going on? How have you streamlined this? You hmm. can maybe even ask them to show you or do a video of it. Like they come up with strategies too. And how deep does a relationship get when you're taking advice from them? All of a sudden, they're really, really invested in your success. Hmm. Well, I think it's important, and this is what I'm what I'm doing currently, is if I see um, increase in sales, if I see uh, bigger production and work that they're doing coming out, then I will give bonuses. I think it's important. Incentives are really important for mo- to keep your motivation up when you're working hard. So how does that conversation go? Hey, Steve, you did a great job. Because of all the extra work you've done, I've sold X number of shirts, yeah. or I've got a new wholesale mm-hmm. account, and so therefore I wanted to pop you an extra $20, $30 or whatever just to say right. thank you, keep it up. This is how you can make more money, and this is how I can make more money. Mm-hmm. Well, That's what a I've, really good conversation. Well, here's the thing is I, didn't te- I don't tell them that I'm going to give them bonuses when I hire Nice. I don't say anything about bonuses. I don't think it's needed. So there's but, no expectation. So when it comes, yeah. it's really a surprise. It's a surprise. Yes. Hmm. Yes. You cannot say, um, I'm going to have all these bonuses because in the back of their mind, all they're thinking about is, well, when am I going to get this bonus? When am right. I going to get this point? And if they don't get it now, all of a sudden, mm, they're, they're thinking poorly about you. Is what's bonusable, does that change depending on your needs? I mean, is it, you know, is it, okay, so it can vary. It's not necessarily. It could be be whatever you see that is moving the business forward, any kind of growth in any any way. So what I did was I never told uh, a couple of the VAs that I was even going to give bonuses. Here's what I did. I pay them weekly. I gave them a few extra dollars when I pay them. And then I wrote a comment and said, amazing work. There's growth in the business. Here's a bonus. And they looked at it and they were shocked like, whoa, what happened? Whoa. Thank you. And now all, Teresa, of a sudden, right? now all of a sudden there's a bigger production of output of work coming, coming out. They're and more that, motivated. So that builds the loyalty, right? I mean, yeah. now all of a sudden they have somebody who honestly cares and is saying, Hey, yeah. I will reward you when you do this. This is the expectation. If you do this plus I can help reward you. <laughs> right. That's good right. behavior. But As I opposed to just, negative reinforcement, right? This is a exactly. positive. This yeah. is positive reinforcement. So this is the basic psychology, and this is a part of what you learn in teaching. <laughs> I was going to say, this is the teacher. Yes, yes, Mrs. Rose. Yes, Mrs. Yeah. Rose. I could see you whacking me with a ruler back. That's what they yeah. used to do back in the day. Yeah. All know, right. So let's talk about this because I'm interested um, that, because what intrigued me about you was your Pinterest uh, uh, thing because – you know, I was I would do my research. You know, mm-hmm. you bring up a very good point that Pinterest can be used if you produce products, mm-hmm. if you offer services, yep. if you have a blog yep. slash podcast slash YouTube channel yep. slash website. It's it's so prevalent today mm-hmm. to have anyone. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. And so Pinterest is, you know, one one platform 
that, I mean, I use, um, I have somebody who helps me. Um, we use it for my podcast, for example, and we put all our stuff out there and it's really neat because it, you know, suggests other people that, you know, and I know people come to me, but I've thought about it with products. I know that, you know, if I have a, a product I import from China and my highlighter, right, I'm importing these gorgeous highlighters, they're yellow. And, uh, <laughs> so I'm importing it, but, but to show that, to get that message out there, Pinterest is a very, very strong platform that would help mm-hmm. pretty much most products, correct? Yep. Just about everything because there's a lot of people on Pinterest. There is more and more men that are using Pinterest. Um, even though a lot of men may not want to admit it or say it, it's actually quite good. It doesn't Guilty. matter what your what your gender is. It's quite good as far as doing your research and looking for things that you want to find and see and saving it for later. It has become a, a, a big powerhouse and it's growing fast. It's growing extremely fast in the last few years. Um, you have to remember that it started in 2010. Hmm. So it's it's fairly young yet, but it's grown significantly faster than a lot of other social media sites as far as usage. So it is very, very powerful. I would encourage people to leverage it. And what this did for me is the creative thinking of how do I solve the problem of driving traffic over to whatever it is that I'm selling or doing. And that is a big problem that you face in It's a massive problem. It's a mm-hmm. massive problem. And everybody's panicking, like, how am I going to get traffic to my site? Everybody right. wants to do a Shopify store, right? Because mm-hmm. they want to have a little more control. They want that B plan, right? We're all talking about a B plan here. And so I'm selling my highlighters on Amazon or on eBay, and I want to bring them over to Steve's website. And he wants to sell them, but nobody comes and looks at Steve's website. He's sad. He's very sad. Nobody's buying his highlighters <laughs> off his website. And so you're saying that Pinterest can be one of those methods. Yes. Yep. I don't, it doesn't matter where you sell. What you need to do is drive traffic to it. So if I want to um, increase my chances of selling my products on Amazon, it would be smart for me to drive traffic to it from outside of Amazon so that I'm not solely relying on Amazon itself. Okay. Mm. That's important. That's a strategy. So that's one of the multiple strategies that I put into place as you know what? I think I need to do this strategy. Let's well, see what well, happens. Well, let's stay with that. So it's my highlighter. So if I have a picture of my highlighter on Pinterest, that link behind it goes to my buy box of my highlighter sitting on Amazon's sure. warehouse, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. There's no com- there's no competition for price with that, right? Because they see mine. Right. Hmm. Yep. As that's long powerful. As, as long as you can link that where it shows just you in the buy box. And then that's right. very, very helpful. Yes. If you have a blog, you could use an Amazon Associates affiliate link for Amazon. Put that in your blog to your product. Write about it. Write about the problems it solves, how it can be used, the benefits of the product, who it's for, all of those things. Write multiple articles with your affiliate link. Now you're going to do a double dip. You're going to receive some income for the affiliate sales plus the sale of your actual product if, if they choose to purchase that product. If not, that's okay. They went into Amazon. If they buy something else, you're still going to receive a commission with the affiliate sale of that. Whether or not they buy your product, you're still going to win. Okay, so let's pause there because I hope people caught that. Because I think <laughs> you're very, very clever what you just said. Okay, so you're saying, hey, Steve, if you come in, I draw you in because you wanted to look at my highlighter. And you come in through there and you click through and you click through my affiliate link to my highlighter and you choose not to buy it because you didn't like the color, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter. When you, when they buy something else in that same session, mm-hmm. or they are go, you are going to get a percentage of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you could yep. use this as a point of entry. So it's not necessarily uh, it, it, it you you still win, right? Yes. I mean, you don't win as much. I mean, it's a small percentage, but you know, nothing venture, nothing gain. There's no cost to you. Hm. Right. Just your time of of. Right. Putting it, putting it out there, driving traffic to it is all. So when you drive traffic to it, um, it would be smart to use an affiliate link so that you can receive something for your time of driving traffic to it. Even if they don't buy your product exactly, if they purchase something off of Amazon, which most people do today, you get to receive something. So it's, a, so you it's have an another, effort without just, having to source another product. Yeah. I mean, you just, yeah. You have now a second stream of income. Look at that. Uh, I was going to say, there's 
B, maybe it's a, a D or an E plant, doesn't matter. It's a mm-hmm. small, another little revenue stream that even if your Amazon account got shut down, you still have yep. because technically it clicks through. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. There's lots right. of strategies. Ms. <laughs> Mrs. Rose, very good. Very good, Mrs. Rose. So uh, so you offer a, a, a pin traffic power course. Right. Um, it's a group that you have, and, and, I, and I'm going to let you pitch it. It's pin traffic power. I, I, it's on Facebook, correct? Is that how they get to you? Yeah, there is a course. If you go to Pin and Traffic, and I'll put the link in it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a course. This Pin Traffic Power is the Facebook page, and then you're gonna see if you go down uh, on the left, you're gonna see an e-commerce course. So I had put together a year ago a Pin Traffic, or I'm sorry, a Pinterest for e-commerce course because I wanted to cover all of e-commerce with Pinterest and how driving traffic in multiple ways of what I'm doing and testing and the results of studying it for two years and seeing what works, what doesn't work. And my attempt was to put it all in one place. And it was it was a monster to tackle to address in a course. And what I'm going to do down the road in the future is to separate that out into different units so that there's even more focus because people are getting, oh, the feedback is that people have been getting overwhelmed because of the massive amount of information in there. Yeah, there's 50 so videos. Whoa. The, te- the teacher in me is saying, oh, okay, I need to focus this better for people so that they don't get paralyzed and they can take action and So you get break moving. it down into bite-sized yeah. pieces again, right? So right. That, that's your whole process. Yeah. Right. Well, that's cool because I've not really seen a lot of good pen stuff out there so this is a depth course and again steve doesn't benefit right. i'm say up front i don't benefit other than i get to see you have success others that's what i always right. tell people i want to make sure that they understand that i'm not doing this for the money i'm doing it because i want to see people drive traffic mm-hmm. now this this pinterest i mean again i want to reinforce this this is if you have a service so if i'm a car detailing service this is just as powerful right i mean this this mm-hmm. this same product yep. Or this same technique would work for any of those things. Absolutely. <laughs> love it. Love yep. it. Love it. It doesn't matter if you have an online business or if you have a brick and mortar business or if you offer a service. Uh, Pinterest is a very, very powerful way to um, get your things out there. And the reason why is because when you pin something once, other people keep pinning it. That's your goal. Other people keep saving it and pinning it. And then the other people, you know, it just snowballs. The next people keep pinning it and saving it. One pin can hang around for years. I think uh, one Pinterest pin that I found uh, a few months ago was dated from back in 2012. Wow. And it still appeared in my newsfeed from back in 2012. I was amazed by that. They really do hang out for years. Let me ask you something. When, when did this, I mean, you know, I, you had success as a teacher you you get in to start selling on Amazon. You did some eBay way back, but things started to click. What was it when you got over that hump, when you said, I can do this? What was it? Is there any one thing or one point in time that you remember that you got through that, okay, now I can do this, and then it gives you the confidence to start adding these other things? Um, well, I guess, you know, I guess... For me, uh, tackling challenges has been something that I've, I don't know, I've grown up with that, of just not being afraid to tackle things and go for it and do it. Um, so, I, I mean, it's, it, to me, it's nothing new. And even, even college can be, you know, tackling challenges and overcoming those. And you just keep going your whole life with that. Well, well, I think of like this. Right. So like, sports is a good analogy, right? So sports, a lot of people, mm. they're in teams and they, you know, they overcome and they defeat. Is music the same way? I, you know, oh, yeah. I've not, never played an instrument. Is mm-hmm. that, that a, is that, is that, it seems like it, as I, like the clouds just open up for me and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that would be the same way. Right. Yeah. And so, so when, if you have a musical background, you could be successful in this business because you've accomplished something, right? You took on something mm-hmm. that's probably really challenging. It's the the music. When I look at music, uh, you know, um, I don't know how to call it the music sheet. It's completely Greek to me. I look at it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I have no idea what any of those things. But if somebody can figure that out, yep. they could tackle this. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is my yeah. my specialty area in that direction is is that's the number one problem in. The, in with people talking about music and what they're wanting to learn, the number one problem is reading. So that was something that got me started. This whole thing was how do I reach more people? And I figured out how to build a website and start a blog. 
And, well, I, and I let's began, bring that full circle. Be, I think this is a good point because you're now on the other side of that. You've gotten, mm. uh, you've got a merch business, you've got an Amazon business, you got an FBA coach or an FBA business, but you got a, a, a coaching business. You've got this Pinterest courses and stuff. But now with all these skill sets that you've learned, you're still going back to the pain points that you saw in your previous life and you're addressing them because you have all these skills, mm -hmm. these newly learned skills. You went to college and you didn't get yep. all these skills. You now are adapting them. I think that's a very powerful story that are, people are looking. They're always looking for what's next. What's next? Go back because <laughs> now you've got this and you can yeah. apply it. I think that that's a very, very cool it's like it was like a, a almost like an epiphany to me when I heard you say that. I'm like, huh, it's mm -hmm. so smart because you now have these skills that you didn't have that right. you get to build on. I love it. Mm -hmm. You just keep <laughs> leveraging. Smart. You just keep leveraging, and so that's what I'm doing. Is I, um, I, I don't. Uh, music has been something that is a passion of mine, but the problem is I only have so many hours in a day, and I can only teach so many people. And it's more efficient for me to figure out how can I reach more people? And the way to do that is online. Mm -hmm. And I can either teach one person at a time and I could teach one person during one hour or I could potentially teach thousands of people during that same hour of time. I just heard a professor say this. He said, when I have a classroom, I've got 30 to 60 students in the classroom. He said, if I put a, a lecture up on YouTube, I'll get 150,000 people that'll watch it, yes. minimum. And he's like, and guess what? Those 150,000 are there to learn because mm -hmm. otherwise they're not going to give up that time. And I'm like, as opposed to just filling out degree requirements. Right. And I was like, huh. Yeah. That's a that's a big fundamental change in the teaching profession, isn't it? I mean, it really, right. and he said, he's like, look, you know, what's missing? The university, that's really all that's missing. Uh, we got a student, we got a teacher, and they're hearing it. And so there's nobody collecting a fee because it's free. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's very rewarding for him as a teacher. Yes. And I'm like, huh. And for most teachers, they don't get into teaching for the, for making a million dollars, making right. a lot of money. They do it because... They want to help people. They want to make a difference. And so that's what got me started with this whole thing was creatively thinking, what can I do to help more pe people make a bigger impact and be able to reach more people? And it was online. That was really the only way because I only have so much time. Um, you know, I, I can only teach one person at a time or two. And what, what can I do? And that creative thinking is what got me into all of this of how I can make a difference. And so a lot of what I do in the business is, is my music niche. I've taken that all and leveraged it and I'm still leveraging it out even further yet with the music stuff. So I've never let, let go of it. All I've done was leveraged all of it and mm -hmm. taken it now to another level. That's all that do, I'm doing. Do you still get the, the thrill that, you know, because when, when you see a kid with a light bulb going on, I mean, that's got to mm -hmm. be probably the win, right? That's yep. the win, right? Yep. Do you still get that same feeling doing what you're doing without the physical contact? Absolutely. Because cool. even um, on my that's blog, cool. I've, uh, with, with doing more of this and learning all of the many, many faceted ways of e-commerce, and now I'm going back into the blogging stuff again, and I'm taking both worlds and fusing them together to be very, very powerful in, in what I'm trying to accomplish. What I'm doing is I'm noticing people are commenting still on my blog, and I haven't been writing over there regularly. They come in and they comment and say, thank you so much. This has helped me um, so much. It helped me to uh, write this piece of music. It helped me to do this thing that I was trying to do. And they, they, I know every single week I see these comments come in, all kinds of stuff. So I, it's telling me that it's helping somebody, that it's making an impact. It's the applause, right? Yeah. It's, it, and that's not what you're looking for, but it's the, okay, yes, I'm clearly it, on the right path. I'm connecting because I think that's the hardest part is to connect. And so you get mm -hmm. to see it and you know it's real and you sit up a little taller in your chair yeah. and you're like, this is pretty awesome. Right. Um, 
what would your teaching friends say about this? I mean, think back, right, to, especially the public school, because now, you know, I mean, I've got friends that are teachers and they're miserable. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it breaks my heart because they're yeah. hard. Well, I, I know them personally, and these are like the best people in the world. And it just breaks my heart yeah. to see them unhappy. And I'm like, boy, I don't want unhappy people teaching mm-hmm. our future kids. I, I just, yep. and it's not like, and, and it's almost always every single time, if they would just let me teach, I could do it. But I can't because I got to do all this other stuff. There's all this. Yes. Other, I don't know what this other stuff is. I don't know what it means. Yeah, but it I doesn't guess, sound I good. Tell you what that other no, stuff is. No, I don't. Is want, I don't think don't, I want to know. know. <laughs> so, so what? I mean, when have have you had this conversation? Because people mm-hmm. look at you like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why? Why'd you walk <laughs> away? What happened? Did you fail? Um. So at first, in getting into this, I really had to keep it to myself because if I were to talk mm-hmm. about it very much, people would just think I'm crazy. And I think that's every, you know, that's common. You hear that all the time. People think you're crazy. And then, at first, I felt like I had to explain myself. Now I don't really care. I don't. I don't really care what. People uh, what, think. what caused that? What? Um, what? What was the switch that you you didn't care? The success. Um. Well, yeah. You're you're seeing that it's working. And, okay. and I, and sec- success, we have to define success. success. Right. It's relative. Success doesn't always mean money. All right. A lot of people in this business think that success is money. It's not all just money. There's more things that really equal success. And for hmm. me, one of them that's important to me is, am I helping somebody else? All and right. So the fact that you that's were and, and you're doing it at scale that's mm-hmm. the win, right? And so that gives you the right. confidence to finally say, you know what? Hey, Steve, this is what I do. Right. And I love it because guess what? I know you taught, you know, and I'm sure you don't rub in your face. You taught 30 kids this semester. That's awesome. I had 500, you mm-hmm. know, and moon. Oh, Mrs. Yep. Rose, you're giving me the tingles. I think this is a very exciting. <laughs> I, what's cool to me is you've made the connection all the way back because I, I see a lot of, and I, I guarantee you see the same thing. You see so many people like, what's next? Okay, I've created this business. Now I've created a job in some ways, and I want to know what's next. And a whole bunch of people are, are looking at, well, I'm going to get into real estate. Or I'm going to get into this, or I'm selling mattresses. That's a lot of people are selling mattresses, and I'm not putting them mm, down. I get yeah. it, mm-hmm. right? But it, we, we, we all know those people, right? And so it's like you're going back to what you loved mm-hmm. yep. because, and you weren't running away from it. You were just looking for something else. And now you can go get the full pleasure right. of what you want. How do you right. teach that right there? How do we, yeah. how do we bottle that and teach that? Because, you know, you may be passionate about something. That's what you, you maybe you went to college for that. You're passionate about it. You love it. You don't have to let go of it just because it's not making enough money for you to live on or that it's high stress and it's affecting your health, which is very common with teachers. You don't have to totally let go of it. You just need to creatively think of what you could do differently. Make that adjustment and put some strategies into place. And um, there are, I do have a lot of coaching students that are teachers. And they're, oh, that's they're, interesting. They're teaching currently, and I give them some ideas and some things that I'm doing that they can develop streams of income for that they get excited about. Because, wow, I would be able to reach more people. It would solve the issue of some of the stress in my life. My health would, would get better. It would solve some of the problems of financial issues where you're working so much and you, you feel like the pay is not coming in according to how much you know, of your heart and soul that you're putting into it. And there are limits that are put on you. And I'm a, I'm a person who is a no limits person. I don't like people putting limits on me because I know that there is so much potential to do even more and to do even better. And I don't want that to be hampered. So what I do is I just move in a different direction where there is no limits. And for me, this is what it was so that I am not being limited any longer from realizing what my personal full potential is. And it's really important for me to live to my full potential. It's going to be very freeing for you. Yeah, that's, that's a gift. You know, we're given these gifts and we need to do them to our full potential. And that's, that's important to me. That's important to me. I, I want to be able to go to my full potential and not have someone trying to put me in a box all the time. When I come up with some strategies, strategies and ideas and I test them, I see that they work. I don't want someone to say, oh, you can't do that because of some strange rule that hasn't been thought through. I want to be able to run with that and see what happens and where it goes. And every time that I do, it works. And it's amazing the results that you see. So be so be careful about limits. Don't put limits on yourself either. So 
if someone, I mean, if someone's interested, if this connects with someone, you offer coaching, right? You're mm-hmm. a coach, yeah. uh, an, an Amazon coach mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds, plus you do Pinterest. So it sounds like though that it expands out from there oh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 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 Which many- is very cool. I think that, I, I think that's a very cool, again, because you have so much, you're so much more. Mrs. Rose is not yeah. that. She's all that. Right. And so therefore she has more to, oh, man, that's cool. Right. I, I think you're one of the few that I've seen talking about that there's more to it. I'm not just an Amazon coach. I'm right, right. No, and I I do express that right away with each person that I start coaching with, but I want them to see the full picture of potential. But sometimes I have to be careful about how much I share because it overwhelms them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so well, I've, that's a lesson I've with Pinterest, a, right? You learn right, that lesson. Right, right. I have and to so balance you gotta... that. And, and then some will say, but I want to know all of it, you know, because I want to see what all possibilities are here. I say, okay, but we need to pick one to focus on. And then we're back so. to the beginning of the conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. taking one and then breaking it down yeah. and smaller pieces and just moving through it, not stopping to understand it all, mm-hmm. moving through, oh, Mrs. Rose, you're a yeah. good teacher. I get it. I get it. Okay, so if someone wants to follow up and has a question for you, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, you can contact me through Facebook if you want. <clears throat> you okay. can join. Um, there's a group that we have uh, for free if you're wanting to do more specific to Pinterest and how to leverage your business. Overall, whether it's um, online business, brick and mortar business, whatever it is, if you need help and you want to drive traffic to whatever it is that you have that you're offering, you can join our Facebook group. It's called Pin Traffic Power. That's open to the public and uh, get some some tips and hints there. I do go live on a weekly basis, answer questions, give strategies, give tips, give all kinds of hints. So. I'm a type of person where sometimes I say too much <laughs> and, and um, you might want to be taking notes because I I have a hard time keeping quiet with with things that I discover and learn and I get very excited about what's working and I tend to um, just let people know probably. <laughs> but that enthusiasm, I, I think back to the teachers I learned the most from was the enthusiastic ones, mm, the ones yeah. that you could tell just had it and wanted to give it to you, all of it. They left nothing out. Those yeah. are the people I learned the most from. So I think that's very cool. Man, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm jazzed. Um, <laughs> okay, so I will, uh, I will put all these links in this episode. I am, um, man, what a, what a terrific story and what a terrific future because there's no boundaries, no limits. Uh, trust the process and expect results and create a backup, but create a backup plan. I love that. Thank you so much. I wish you nothing but success. Yeah. Thanks for having me here. This is great fun. A lot of fun. Sorry, I sounded like a giddy schoolgirl because I was excited. I'm sure I did. And I'm sure everybody's chuckling at that. But it's true. She definitely, her enthusiasm got me enthusiastic. And that's what you want. That's what you want in a leader. That's what a good teacher can do for you is they can inspire you to get better to get more to give more to be your full potential even as she said earlier i'm i'm very inspired i hope you are too i think that this is such a powerful message you got to go back and look and narrow your focus because you have come from somewhere and that that business that you were in you could go and fix some of the things that were wrong think about all the things that were wrong with it hey now you have skill sets to go back and address some of those things so as in teresa's case put up a blog Put up some posts, do some videos, do a podcast, whatever it is. Go back and start addressing that, and you might have a business. You have a B plan, maybe a C plan and a D plan. Just a great, great advice. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.